you say tell you that the two-year-old isn't talking wasn't talking no he told me that he said we were very worried about him oh but just this week he started talking oh good <laughs> well i heard einstein didn't start talking until he was three or four or something like that that's what i read too so maybe it's a sign of genius i know maybe you'll be the next einstein <laughs> einstein walker einstein walker when you're weird This is Green Room Radio, and I'm your host, Ray Renati. Enjoy the show. I have been directing a play by Neva Hutchinson called Raptured, The Disappearance and Discovery of Amy Semple McPherson. Yes, Neva Hutchinson. She's a playwright, a Bay Area playwright. She's acted in New York, Maine, and of course the San Francisco Bay Area, and more than 60 theater productions. She's also playing Amy Semple McPherson in this production of Raptured. It's the first production of this play that she wrote. It's a fantastic play. We had a blast. We had a blast putting it together. And now it's up at the Phoenix Theater in San Francisco, California. I will put all of the ticket information in the notes of this podcast so that you can get your tickets, get your tickets, and go see one of the three remaining productions at the Phoenix Theater. You can just go to Brown Paper Tickets and search on uh, Raptured, and you'll find it there. Guaranteed. Now let's talk a little bit about Neva before I uh, I start in with my little conversation I had with her, which was a lot of fun. Just so you know who I'm talking about here. All right, she she ain't no greenhorn. She's acted in New York, Maine, and the San Francisco Bay Area in more than 60 theater productions. She's worked with, now get this, Francis Ford Coppola. That's right, folks, Francis Ford Coppola. Francis Ford Coppola of The Godfather, Apocalypse Now, The Conversation, some of the greatest movies ever made. She's worked with a bunch of famous stars, famous people. Damn. Damn. That's awesome. Um, She recently appeared in another play at the Phoenix called By the Waters of Babylon by Robert Schenken. In film, she's worked with John Voight and Will Smith. Wow. John Voight, that's J-O-N. Okay, leave the H off. She's currently playing Buster Posey's dry cleaner in a Toyota commercial. Now that is... Something to behold. I had a lot of fun talking with Neva. We had a lot of fun putting her play up on the stage for people to experience. It's been a wonderful time. And so without any further ado, my friends, Neva Hutchinson. So, we're doing this play. What's yes. it called? It's called... I should know that. I'm kidding. I know the name of it. But you, why don't you say okay, it? Okay, I'll say <laughs> it. It's called Raptured, The Disappearance and Discovery of Amy Semple McPherson. Yes. And you produced it, wrote it, and are playing Amy Simple McPherson. And That's I directed the play. 
That's correct. Yes. And you got called into the project rather late. I did, right? Uh-huh. I you... was I was going to be Ken, one that, of the characters. That's right. You're going to but, act. But then you needed another director last mm -hmm. minute, so uh, mm -hmm. we switched things around. I know, and you've done a wonderful job directing. Well, thank you. You did a wonderful job writing and acting. Well, thank you. <laughs> it's it's kind of hard sometimes yeah. to know um, when I'm acting how it's coming across, how the writing's coming across. Does that well, make it must, sense? Yeah, well, well, because you wrote it, so that must be a, a, a completely uh, unique experience. It is. It is, yeah. because sometimes spur of the moment I'll think, I really should rewrite that line <laughs> as I'm saying it. Or words come out of your mouth and they're awkward to say in the sentence, uh -huh. in, the, in the line of dialogue, and it's like, whoa, that needs a rewrite. <laughs> <laughs> and, and meanwhile, you're trying to act while this other voice, the critical the voice, writer voice is, is the writer voice is right. Yeah. Wow, that must, that must be difficult. I've never had to do that, so I can only imagine. Well, this, uh, I did one in New York. I did a one-woman show that I had written. Yeah. And that was just very static, though, and it was only like five minutes long. Oh, and, I see. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I did do that. I did do a one-man one show that I wrote, but it was mostly music. Really? Yeah. What yeah. kind of music? Oh, everything. Uh, country, cabaret, lounge, comedy, parody, everything. Oh, my. Yeah. Well, you started acting early, you said. Yeah, when I was in seventh grade. Doing what? There was some melodrama. Oh. Where my mustache kept falling off. <laughs> All I remember... <laughs> I remember um, I didn't know how to put the mustache on. And uh, so I used double-sided tape or something. And then I started sweating. And during the scene... The, the mustache was falling off. I look out in the crowd, and I see all the parents, like, doubled over in laughter, you know. And then I got hooked. I, but I wasn't sure if they were laughing at me or with me. But now as I'm older, I know they were laughing with me. But uh, yeah. I would wonder. <laughs> I would definitely wonder, too. Yeah. I'm surprised it didn't stop you from coming back. You know, maybe it's one of those things where it's like, uh, they're, uh, you know, you think they're laughing at you, so then I have to figure out how to keep people from laughing at me for the rest of my life. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you decide to write this play about uh, Amy Simple McPherson? Well, I first heard about her in high school from the first person I fell in love with. Okay. And he said, you should play Amy Simple McPherson. When you were in high school, when someone said this I was in high school. Oh. I was acting in high school. Oh, okay. And that stayed with me. And so yeah. I looked her up. And what what captured my attention was the sacred and the profane. How, to me, she was very pure, but she also was very human. And certain items in the play itself are based on historical fact. And so I had to try and come up with a narrative that would include the historical facts. So, so like, what are some of the historical facts versus the stuff that you made up? Well, one of the historical facts was she had a burn mark on her body when she came back. And so I had to try and, and think about, how did she get that burn mark? Who gave her that uh, burn mark? What happened? 
And another historical fact is they waved her corset in the courtroom and totally shamed her. The environment that she was preaching in was very interesting because it was 1926 and Hollywood in 1926 where she was and all the flappers and all the people in their fancy clothes, as she puts it. But in our place, she's also someone who loves fancy clothes. She's someone who's very sensual and... Maybe we should tell people what the play is about. What is the uh, the plot? Should we tell them the plot? Yeah, a little bit. A little yeah, bit. Yeah, okay. just, so, just so they have some um, context here, because uh, we're just kind of talking about it in general. Okay. Yeah. Um, Amy Semple McPherson begins with her and her lover on the bed. Oh, oh, you're telling them, oh, you're actually telling them the, the, how the, the, what, what is the general story of, uh, what is, what is, the, what of is it Amy's, about? Of Amy Semple yeah. or of the play? Of the play. Of the play. The, or do you not want to give that away? Well. I think it's a good thing to tell. Do you? Yeah, I do. Then people will want to come. Okay, it sounds well, enticing. Why don't you say something? Oh, okay. Maybe I should be able to since I directed the play. That's um, right. And you had to just jump in at the last minute. And yeah. So maybe I don't things. know. No, I think <laughs> no, I know. No, I think you know. <laughs> well, Amy Simple McPherson um, decided to have an affair with uh, one of her workers, uh, maybe. He and, was a married man. Yeah, and we think that she had an affair with him. And she needed. they needed money. The church needed money. And the theory is, is that she faked her own kidnapping and uh, her own uh, ransom so that they could collect money for the church. And she was put on trial for that, right? Right. And not just the, it, it was more the, the uh, her, her being sort of a... A loose a loose A loose woman. They were, they were worried more about that than they were about uh, any fraud it seems exactly <laughs> which i find kind of funny but that's all i'll say i think that's enough to get you to come oh yes that's enough <laughs> <laughs> and i tried to make the film a uh, film the movie the play mm-hmm. <laughs> unexpected yeah so that's why we won't say anymore right uh because then why would you want to come I mean, if we told you the whole story right now you could just you know stay at home and imagine it the uh, costumes are gorgeous. Oh my gosh. Yes. Who did the costumes? Yes. What is her Ariana name? Ariana Balte. She did a wonderful job. Oh my yes. God. Yes. And Brian Cagle did the set design. Mm-hmm. And you directed it. I did. Very well. Yeah, it was um it was it was a a challenge for me to direct it first because I did I didn't have much time to think about the play. Mm-hmm. I didn't really know the actors. Mm-hmm. Uh but I think we got got there. I think yes, I think it's a good production. I do too. I think yeah. it's a beautiful production, and every uh, lots of the um, audience members have been talking about how much they've enjoyed it. Oh, what have they said? They've said <laughs> it was sumptuous. Was a word someone used? Sumptuous. Yeah, oh, I love that word. Yes. Wow, there's a word. That's um, a word you never hear much. Another was sensual. Sensual. Yeah. It was very sensual. Good. I wanted it to be. It was. And a good ensemble. I heard that at least three times. What a good ensemble. What I a, heard that too. Somebody every said that actor to me. is good in this play. I heard that too. Yeah. That's great. I love hearing that. I do too. <laughs> I do too. I yeah. really do. Yeah. 
because part of what I was doing also in this job was producing the play, and I didn't want to be the actor that got by on just being the producer. <laughs> I wanted to to win the affirmation of my fellow actors with it. Yeah. Well, that must have put a lot of pressure on you then. It did. Yeah? Yeah, it did, until I kind of figured out that that's what was operating, and my director and I talked about it. Who's that? Ray Renati. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, you have to just let it go, Neva, just let it go. Oh, yeah, when I gave my big speech? That's right, your, your great big speech, your Shakespearean yeah. monologue. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I just realized we were opening and I I, I you know I, the play was at a point where I could see it it could be really good but we we only had a week left and we still had some things that we really had to oh, yeah. fix address and so, yes and and we did it we and, did uh, and I just felt like I I am the one who has to do this <laughs> right because as an actor you can't see What's going on? No, you can't. No. You're, you're lucky if you see your own path clearly. Yeah, exactly. And just kind of like protect it as yes. much as you can. Yeah, especially when it's a new play where there's no precedent. And you're right. just sort of like figuring it out, right? Right. Um, so that was... And also we had a long, sort of a long rehearsal period because we didn't have access to the rehearsal space every day. Mm-hmm. Which... Was for me was challenging, and maybe as an actor, it was challenging too, because we would get to a certain point, and then mm -hmm. we'd have three or four days off. Right, it'd be like starting over again, right? Yes, exactly. That's yeah. exactly what it was like. Or you wouldn't get to a scene maybe till a couple of weeks from when you first did it. Right, <laughs> <laughs> but it was good the last week and a half or so we had it every day, that which helped a lot, I think. I think it did too. Yeah. I think it helped a yeah, lot. Yeah, the rehearsal space. And we have a movie in this play. Yes. And it's a wonderful movie by Will Price. It's a silent movie. And we have a live musician play the music that accompanies the movie. And we have a live musician throughout the whole show. That's right. And, he, Barry. and he's fantastic. Barry, what is Barry's last name? Corin. Corin? Yeah. Corin. I just call him Barry. I didn't know his last name till now, I have to admit. Yeah, me either. That really adds a lot to the show, don't you think? It does. It lifts it up. It does. And he has the right feel. Right, he does. A mix of both the, what did you call it? Um, the, 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 the spiritual and the... The what? sacred and profane. Yes. And I think the music that he's playing has both feels, both sacred and profane in it as well. I would agree. Yeah. He came up with the whole theme song for me. Did you? He, uh, yeah. Wait, is this new now? Something I don't know about? No, oh, it's, the oh, same, okay. it's the same music. Yeah, but I asked him to um, to change the keys up between scenes and to make to make it different every time, which he has done, and it's fantastic because oh, it's the wonderful. same melody, but he changes the keys, he plays a different instrument on the keyboard, or he changes the timing. Right. Yeah. Right. It's really neat. Yeah. And it, that calls upon his creativity. Yeah, he was wonderful. And there's some audience participation in this show, too, isn't there? There is, but only if they want only to participate. Only if you want to. So when you come there, don't feel pressured. <laughs> right. Don't feel pressured. Now, there's one thing I should bring up. Uh -huh. In the last performance, there was this horrifyingly large, loud sound from the dressing room. Oh, my God. What was that? It was the full-length mirror falling to the, crashing to the floor. Oh, my God. Mirror shards going everywhere and they had to put down newspapers for us to walk over 
Oh my backstage. gosh! When did this happen? Like, what's part of the play? At the matinee. Um, I'm not sure. I just kept oh. my focus and kept on going. Wow! But Benoit had propped the mirror up and felt very guilty. Oh. Benoit's an actor who plays uh, Kenneth Ormiston. Benoit Mona. He's French. Right. M-O-N-I-N. Benoit Mona. He plays Ken Ormiston. Your paramour. And, and he does a fantastic job with it. He does. He's scary. He's very scary. <sighs> He's very scary. Very scary, which he needs to be, and he is. Everybody's fantastic. So who's in this play? We got Neva Hutchinson playing Amy Semple McPherson, the star of the show. Benoit Mona. Kenneth, who plays Kenneth Ormiston. Do you want to say this? Or do you want me no. to do it? No. Uh, Barry Corran, who is Homer Johnson and our musician and keyboard player. Charmaine Hitchcock, who is your mother. Right. Playing she does a Minnie fantastic Kennedy. job. She is fantastic. Mohana Rajagopal, who is Susan Shields, your right-hand woman. And I think she is really, really doing a superb job in that part. She is. Everybody's, she's pulled out all the stops. Oh, my gosh. I mean, we really got a great cast here. Max, do you call him Maxwell or Max? Maxwell. I call him Max, but I don't know what he wants to be called. Does he want to be called Maxwell? I don't know. Oh. He always lists. He always lists, ma- lists it as Maxwell. Oh, I, I just call him Max. Maxwell Toma Zez- Oh my God, Toma Zuski. I would say Zweski, but Zweski. Okay, <laughs> you know, you're probably right. And um, he came on last minute, and he's just. Kicking, kicking it out there. Yeah. He he was a he came into the cast late and he's playing Paul, your second. Well, I won't say anything. Right. I don't want, I don't want to give away too much. <laughs> right. And Mark Vashro, who plays Henry Jacobs, the reporter for William Randolph Hearst, the newspaper man, and Michael DiMartini, who is the prosecutor, John Traverne. Was that the actual prosecutor, John Traverne? I believe so. Yeah. And he is something else. He is. <laughs> <laughs> you got to come see this play. I, uh, I, I, I am really, really happy with how it turned out. As I'm, I'm, I'm guessing thrilled. You are. Yeah. Good. At how it turned out. Too bad we can't go longer than two weeks. I know. Yeah. It's been my experience though that when you go three weeks, you lose the second week because everyone comes the first or the last. Oh. So that was my thinking. Yeah, it's hard when you have a self-produced show. It is hard. Yeah. But and we what we mean by be... that is we're not part of a theater company. Neva just put this on her own, on her own company. Right. Really. Right. And we can't even have a name for it because of equity rules, right? Right. So it's the no-name theater company. <laughs> the Neva Hutchinson <laughs> Collective. The Neva Hutchinson Collective. <laughs> the yeah. no-name theater company. I did want to call it One Meatball Productions. Oh, but... that would be neat. Yeah. I like that, One Meatball. What was the name of the theater company that you started in New York? Theater Tweed. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Like Tweed Coat? Like Tweed Coat. That, mm. The idea was that it intermingled song and dance and <sighs> theater. And and it's still there. And it's still there. My partner is still running it, doing and a magnificent job. It's been 30 years now? Yeah, 35. Wow. Theater Tweed in New York City. Where is it in New York? Well, the headquarters are on Hudson Street, but it works a lot out of Pangea, which is a nightclub restaurant. Is, is that like midtown, downtown? Oh, downtown. downtown. Lower East Side oh, is okay. Pangea. Oh, where all the small theater, cool theaters mm-hmm. are. I've seen some really neat neat things down there. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I love New York. Yeah. 
What else? Is there anything well, else you'd like to say about the show? Um, apart from the fact that I hope people come see it because I think they'll enjoy it. Oh, once they hear this, they're going to come see it. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Good. It's pretty much guaranteed. Good. But seriously, I, I, I really uh, highly recommend it. We have only have three performances left, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday this mm -hmm. week, mm -hmm. which is uh, the 1st of November, right? Is Thursday. Yep. And then the 2nd of November, Friday, and the 3rd of November, Saturday. And that's it. That's right. And uh, At 8 p.m. And you can get your tickets on Brown Paper Tickets, or you can go to Neva Hutchinson. Can I say your name or not? NevaHutchinson.com and get your tickets there. Or go to Brown Paper Tickets and just search on Amy Simple McPherson. Or actually, don't search on that. We want to search on Raptured, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you get tickets. And I think you can get them from the Phoenix Theater website, Phoenix Theater San Francisco. So there's three places you can get tickets, so you have no excuse not to show up. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me, Ray. You're welcome. Thank you for, uh, for letting me have you. All right. Okay. Talk soon. Okay, folks, that's it. That was my conversation with Neva Hutchinson. Wasn't that a lot of fun? I had a blast, as I always do, talking with the peoples. The peoples of the theaters. It's a lot of fun. Come and see the show. You got you got three more chances. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Today is Halloween, so we don't have a show, but we have one tomorrow, November 1st, 2018. Then November 2nd then November 3rd, and then it's done. Unless the play gets put up again in another company somewhere, somehow in this country. Hey, if you want to get a hold of me, send an email to feedback at rayrenati.com. That's feedback at rayrenati, R-A-Y-R-E-N-A-T-I.com. Visit my website at raysgreenroom.com. It's right, I got a website. And if you want to get tickets for the show, which I know you do, there are links in the notes. Just go to Brown Paper Tickets, search on Raptured. You'll find them. Thank you so very much for listening. And until next time, I will see you on the boards. Good night, everybody. When you're weak.